Okay, so the first question is from Abhay Krishna. He says, I was wondering if you could speak on a little bit about a subject I recall you mentioning in a class a little while ago. He's paraphrasing the, the, what you said. The subject being the idea that we are actually in the Leela right now, as in the extension of Mahabrabhu's Leela in our Sadhaka Leela. I think naturally devotees can feel like we are in a completely different and separate reality than Krishna, which is true from one angle of vision. But from another angle of vision, there is nothing but Krishna. And even if we are very far from the center of reality, Golok, we are still connected. And also we are literally touched by the direct descent of Mahaprabhu and his Lila here. The spiritual emotions that erupted from his heart and spread to anyone who came in contact have made their way to our own hearts and are working to melt our hearts so we can play our par- own part in his Lila. And each Sadhaka's journey from initial faith to Prem is a miracle and something that could be written about to inspire the world. Not because we are special, but because anything Krishna touches becomes special. It might not seem that way in the beginning when we still have so many attachments, but if we are sincere on the path and accepting of the grace of Guru, are we not on the first chapters of our entry into the still unfolding chapters of Mahaprabhu's Lila here on earth? So I was just wondering if you could expand and correct where necessary this line of thinking, as I do find it comforting and exciting to think in this way. But I wonder if there is some danger too, as you see people who take this too far and start looking for rasa dance in the material world world or something like that. Thank you so much for your guidance. Well, I think that... um... Um, it's quite uh, accurate in a sense to look at uh, the continued unfolding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation, even as it, as it contracts at times and expands and contracts and, and expands. Uh, what I mean by that, for example, the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself when was um, in the world it was obviously expanding and um, it contracted to some extent in terms of its being circulated uh, further or widely um, after its disappearance although during that period after its disappearance which is often thought of as a time when the devotees were immersed in, in separation um understandably um, uh, but it did give rise to many books in the later part of the uh, 15th uh, 16th excuse me 16th century um, that are core texts of our sampradaya that's an, an aside there but you know going forward then um, when you come to the late later part of the uh, Uh, 18th century, um, certainly the 19th century, the dispensation, and 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 to bring full uh, to our present, more uh, to the time of Bhakti Vinod, the 20th century, uh, and somewhat the 19th century, the later part there, uh, it was contracting. Is my point. So, 
it expands, it contracts, it expands, it contracts. Prabhupada Magumarsh uh, was part of a huge uh, expansion uh, initiated, if you will, by uh, put in motion by Bhakti Vinod Thakur and Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur. And um, so it may, it may expand and contract, but the, 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 anyway, the ongoing going, unfolding of the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which, um, you know, I want to say even as it contracts, it may very well be expanding in ways that we are um, not, not aware of. And um, by that, I mean to say that uh, we are very much at the beginning of a, of a paradigm shift in philosophy um, in the world today, in terms of the world's philosophers, thinkers, and the scientific community who have been for quite some time uh, preoccupied with and uh, uh, in, uh, have embraced materialism as a philosophy the idea that there's nothing more to um, ourselves than physical ingredients. There is no self, uh, no enduring self, no self independent of the body. Even the mind is thought to be just part of the brain. These, This very, very dominant philosophical perspective that filters down affects uh, the world, even people who aren't thinking very much, deeply about life, its purpose, its meaning, they are uh, unknowingly become influenced by these this kind of dominant perspective. And that is changing. And, um, and it's changing because uh, it's impossible to uh, reduce or explain consciousness as the workings of or an emergent property of the brain. It's not. And try as they have been for the last several decades, they're really coming up short in the scientific community. So there's a shift that's going on, shifts. And the shift is moving in the direction of a very core and basic tenet of Gaudiya Vaishnavism which is a core tenet of all schools of Vedanta, that consciousness is the underlying uh, reality. Now, it will go in the direction of, 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 of Mayavad. Uh, that would be more, more popular at first, but uh, as it shifts and people um, come to uh, more readily embrace a more um, idealistic or idealism, you know, kind of perspective. The matter is an idea, you know, matter comes out of consciousness and so forth. Then, uh, you know, then the groundwork that has been laid by our Sampradaya, particularly by my Guru Maharaj, for other schools of Vedanta um, that are all theistic, um, and ultimately Chaitanya, uh, Vaishnavism, Gaudiya Vedanta, then, uh, it becomes a very interesting and charming time to, uh, you know, discuss the nature of consciousness 
when it's already accepted that consciousness does not matter and we are consciousness constituted. The consciousness is the underlying reality and so forth. Some of the things that are harder cells, if you will, um, to the public when trying to explain Krishna consciousness to him because it's so high, the- theistically speaking, will be much easier to uh, to sell, to market, to to explain to people when it's understood and, and embraced that consciousness is uh, is an underlying uh, reality. It's it's independent of the brain, it's independent of the mind, and so forth. Obviously, I'm speaking in a long and roundabout way to answer your question, but um, this is something that's going on. And we would look at it like this is all a part of the dispensation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, it's, uh, it's very incredible what, what Prabhupada did with regard to Vedanta in Indology, for example, establishing. Um, he is to be credited for in our Paribar, coming from Bhakti Vinod, for this breaking of the monopoly of Advaita Vedanta on what Hinduism is all about. And again, showcasing other forms of Vedanta and so on. Um, and that'll all you know, surface and, and again and have more um, credibility and so forth and more uh, gain more interest as again the world moves in the direction is as is going toward in which consciousness is accepted as the ultimate reality. So um, just an aside there, I, I think that even as it com- seems to contract sometimes, it's going on on another another level and will, will resurface. And the works that are, of my Guru Maharaj and the Bhaktivinoda Paribar, what they've done to contribute, will be appreciated only that much that much more. Um, so, so, yes, uh, so to look at all this, unfolding of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Gaudiya Vedanta in the world as the, an ongoing extension of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. Uh, fair enough. Um, and given that in particular, we accept the representatives of the lineage to be, to have the standing in that, uh, that reality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, and of course, I should mention also that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that he would remain in the world in the form of his name and Murti, the deity uh, in Chaitanya Bhagavad. So it, it, it continues on, and, and, and but when we, so ourselves, how much are we members of the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then? Well, um, as much as we are applying ourselves to the actual practices, corresponding lifestyle, and so forth, and if, as much as you're doing that, you won't, there won't be much question in your mind. You'll, you'll, you'll feel this, this, this is what I'm a member of. These are the things that I identify with. These things are real, uh, to me. They're exciting to me, hmm? uh, to, to read the, Ch- Prabhupada was reading the Chaitanya Charitamrita on the boat, Jaladuta coming across. And this is, this is the nectar, you know, that he was living on. Hmm? Well, physically speaking, he was quite ill. Um, suffered a heart attack and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Leela is there to participate in. And as much as we apply ourselves in connection with Guru Parampara, um, then, uh, as I've often said, there are three types of jivas. There's the Bada Jiva, who's eternally been conditioned since the time without beginning. 
There's the Nitya, Nitya Mukta, the eternally liberated Jiva. And then there's the Sadaka, hmm? who will become a Sadhana Siddha through Sadhana, through practice and grace, will become a Siddha, a perfected devotee. But he's neither a Siddha, neither, neither, neither a member of the material world. So where, where does he, you know, where, where is he? As much as he or she is applying them, applies themselves to the, the practice, the teaching and the lifestyle, then yes, that's the, that's the beginning of their entry. Um, we look, how would we, uh, look at the life of Gopal Kumar? That's depicted in the uh, Sanatana Goswami's Brihad Bhagavatamrita. He's going through, he's doing practice, um, meditating on his mantra. He's, he's experiencing different, um, theistic uh, conceptions, um, possibilities and so forth. Charts a long course, um, where he ends up, of course, in, 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 in Goloka Vrindavan. So I don't think if you read that book, you'd, you'd think any part of his life was ordinary. Yeah, you would think he, you know, he, he is a member of the Leela in an extended sense. So it all depends on you. You have been given the opportunity. You've been given the mantra. You've been the key, the name, the mantra, the example to follow to enter into this world. So as much as you turn the key, realize that you have it turn it then and then you will experience hmm? and then the question will be answered hmm? well no you're not part of the world so so that, so then you know if you were to attain perfection and go back as you will and write a story then whoever read the story would think your life was quite uh, extraordinary the problem of course is that our life may not be as extraordinary as a Gopal Kumar because we don't apply ourselves hmm? Although we've been given the keys, we, 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 we keep them in the back pocket or we left them in the drawer and went to work or something. Uh, so, uh, that, that's the only, only issue at hand. Um, and it's, it's beautiful to think about it in this way in relation to Gorley, because everything we do when we do our practices, we are following the example of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates and our Guru Maharaj in, 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 in the Guru Parampara. Um, these are the, these, the, we're not putting on gopi dresses and doing rasa lila and, um, dressing up like, uh, like gopas. We're dressing like sadhakas in a, in a practitioner's body, a sadhaka deha, applying ourselves. And this will give rise to an internal, um, identity in Krishna lila. Meanwhile, the sadhaka identity that we're developing that is, that, that is, uh, permanent for Gorli to look at our, our, we look at our Guru Parampara, we look at the perfected devotees and, um, we, we, um, see them as, as, as members of, of, of Gorlila. So if we're connected with them, then we're connected. It's up to us to apply ourselves. That's all. Hope that helps. Thank you very much. So the next question is from Madhumangal Radhakanta, all the way from the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas. With all and everything being part and parcel, parcel of Krishna, and he as super soul resides in everything and everyone, is he and Balaram also by extension Jai Vijay Hiranyaksha Hiranyakashipu, 
parentheses Satya Yuga, Ravana and Kumbhakarna, Treta Yuga, Shishupal, Danta Vakra, in Dvapar Yuga. Will Jai and Vijay appear in Kali Yuga also? Have they already appeared? Will they be the demons killed by Kalki Avatar? Are the demons really associates and playmates of the Lord just playing their role roles in the Leela? Well, uh, Jai Vijay are two gatekeepers of Vaikuntha. Um, and their story is, is uh, given in the Bhagavatam, begins in the third canto, is picked up again in the seventh canto. And, um, it, um, it stands out in the seventh canto with regard to the appearance of the Shingadev, who, who was, uh, the one avatar of Krishna who gets the most attention hmm, other than Krishna and Balaram themselves in the Bhagavatam and for good reason but um, without going into that um, 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 it's not Raju Goswami makes the point that the same Gatekeepers of Vaikuntha are not appearing in every yuga, yuga after yuga, um, and repeating this pastime. So it's a one-time affair for them. Um, with regard to Kali Yuga, you ask about, it's thought that Jai and Vijay, who were liberated, um, being killed by, uh, ultimately, by Krishna, right? They appeared and were slain by um, Varaha. Uh, is it Varaha? Nishinga? Um, they appear in Ramlila Ram also. And then, and, and, and then Krishna, as you mentioned, as they appeared as uh, Dantavakra and um, what's the other one? Tisrupal. Then they were liberated. You know, then they went back to Godhead. Um, I thought they were supposed to have three, three lives. That's four. Anyway, they went back. Uh, but it's thought in Gaudiya Sampradaya that they reappeared in Kali Yuga as, um, what are their names in Navadweep? Jagai and Madai. Jagai and Madai, right? Who offended Nityananda Prabhu and, and were, uh, delivered therein. Uh, kind of an encore appearance. Uh, that's the Gaudi perspective on that. Uh, but otherwise, they're not, you know, continuing to appear. And if the Leela of Mishinga may play out differently uh, in in different um, uh, in different time periods and so on and so forth. Um, now, there seemed to be another part to your question about are all the demons, devotees, really, um, um and they keep appearing again and again for Leela. No, I don't think we should look at it like that. Um, that's uh, not the case. There's uh, You can refer to the Garga Samhita, for example, uh, which describes the previous life of a number of the uh, henchmen of Kamsa that were uh, uh, delivered by, by Krishna. Uh, their previous lives are mentioned and so forth. They're not from Vaikuntha, um, falling down for the sake of Alila and so on and so forth. There's a statement in the Gita that comes to mind in this regard 
um, where Krishna says the certain demonic persons, they continue to conduct themselves um, in such demonic ways that life after life, I place them in demonic wombs. Madhva Sampradaya takes that to mean that there are certain souls that always remain in the world and um, they're demonic by nature and they play that role. Uh, we look at it a little differently, uh, although sometimes I see some people and I think mm, they could be <laughs> like that. Uh, but uh, we, we look at it like uh, become demonic enough and you can take birth in Krishna, Leela and Krishna personally. Uh, uh, you'll, you'll get his attention in that way. It's said that uh, uh, it's better to get Krishna's attention somehow or other. Obviously, favorably would be, would be best, but if we don't get his attention, then we'd be better off getting his attention in a negative way that can only turn into a positive for us. So if someone's preoccupied in such a way that they become a big enough demon that get Krishna's attention, enter his leela, the prakat leela, the manifest leelas, is a mixture of the spiritual and the material. So there are material elements. There are people who are not pure who are in that leela, which is not the case in, in Goloka and Aprakat leela. And so that's a very special uh, event um, for them. Um, and so, yeah, they get demonic enough, you know, that take birth in, uh, in Krishna leela and Krishna will deliver them. That's their idea. Something like that. Um, so I hope that helps. If there's, if I haven't fully answered your question or it leaves other questions in mind, um, you know, free to bring them up this time. Okay. The next question is from Gorgopal Das. He's a, a new, uh, person in our Sangha from Costa Rica. And he's asking, how can I get to Golok Vrindavan in Samadhi? with attachments still lingering, separate interests and unwanted qualities, even if I give most of my time to bhakti-related activities, and not becoming neurotic or crazy with the 24-hour connection mentally and emotionally. And the second part of the question is, and what is that fifth dimension? Well, uh, how can you get to Goloka Vrindavan with material desires and distractions. Uh, well, uh, that's like saying, um, I look out my window and there's a lot of, and it's a forest here and beyond the forest, about 10 miles, there's an ocean. So how can I get from here to the ocean? Uh, with all of those trees in the way, I'd have to cut through them. And that's what uh, sadhana bhakti involves. How will you get, what you're really asking in effect is how can you get prema bhakti um, um, given your present, uh, in in this life, given your present uh, distractions and so forth? Well, uh, only by applying yourself um, to sadhana bhakti. Um, and if you apply yourself uh, fully, then you have the prospect of 
reaching the stage in which it won't matter to you, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains in his Shastakam when he says, Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundaram, Kavitam Bhav Jagadisha Kamaye, Mama Janmani Janmanishpare, Bhavatad Bhakti or Haitakitri. So I've been asked this kind of similar question before. Can I get back, go back to Godhead? Can I attain Mukti, attain Prem in this, in one life? And the answer is, in one life, you will. Which one? The one in which it doesn't matter to you anymore because you've absorbed yourself so much in bhakti as a practice that as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, I don't care about becoming free from birth and death. I just want to do bhakti. So, um, um, how can, how can you get to that stage <laughs> where you just want to do bhakti? Well, the more you apply yourself in bhakti, um, and take advantage of Sada Sangha and so forth. Of course, we all come from different backgrounds. So the course is going to be a little different for, for each of us. But I don't think that, um, we should be preoccupied with, um, uh, attaining the ideal in this life. We should be preoccupied with, uh, one person asked me, have you seen Krishna? I said, well, I wasn't really looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he said, have you seen Krishna? I said, well, I, uh, something like that. I've been asked that several times. And I've often answered, well, I wasn't looking for Krishna. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for service for Krishna. And of course, you see him in service. Mm-hmm. If you apply yourself there. Uh, so we want to be careful not to look for Krishna, not to look for Gramukti, not, not to look for attaining perfection, but look for applying ourselves what really constitutes perfection it's at your disposal at the moment hmm? once I asked Prabhupada Prabhupada if I just continue distributing your books hmm? uh, sometimes the devotees ask I said sometimes you know if we just by distributing books we'll become liberated he said to me you are already liberated hmm? Hmm? that's what he told me you are already liberated just continue with it. This is, it takes us a little bit back to Abhay Krishna's question. You may not know it. <laughs> um, you're, not, you're not paying attention enough to realize what's happening to you. And as you, as you, as you, as you, as you go for Kumar, go back to him, he saw his body change. So we should apply ourselves to, um, to the, to the perfection that is at hand, the opportunity that is hand at hand to serve Krishna's perfection, to love Krishna, to, you know, you have your chanting that you do. Maybe you worship the deity, you read. All these things should be done uh, with uh, attention and uh, purpose and um, 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 heartfelt and so on and so forth. And they have great power. We just don't apply ourselves. So, we just have to apply ourselves. Um, you can't think, how can I get in the door without opening the door? You have to open the door. <laughs> you, you can't. You have to open the door. But so, but I, but I think it's, un, it's a little unhealthy to be preoccupied with. I probably would say that we should go back to Godhead now, and it was a it was an impetus for us in driving uh, force, so to speak, uh, a sense of urgency. But I, I think you have to. I, uh, only as much as that type of an advocacy or that type of a 
uh, preaching serves its purpose to get us fully engaged, which it did uh, at the time, was it would it be useful if if it becomes a preoccupation that becomes unhealthy and gets in the way of just applying ourselves to the opportunity at hand, and then that, 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 that's a problem. Um, so I wouldn't worry about that. Um, and what was the last part of the question? Uh, it says, about... um, well, part of it was like, how do you not become neurotic and crazy if you're a 24 hour, like, uh, you know, connected to bhakti mentally and emotionally. And then the very last thing was, what is the fifth dimension? I guess beyond two hours. Okay. Well, if you do apply yourself 24 hours a day, you will become crazy. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went crazy, so it's desirable. Uh, but I mean, if you find that applying yourself in, in, in attempting to do so, that you're not understanding your own, recognizing your own limitations, um, and, and artful, and therefore artfully engaging in sadhana, then, then yeah, you could become erotic and it'd be problematic. So, uh, you, you have to be able to tell your temperature. You have to, you, you want to, let's say you want to, you know, central to any yoga practice, bhakti included, is to capture the mind. So that's a tall task. And it may be one that one's not up to in terms of just going straight at the mind. If you want to enter a house, well, there's more than one way. If you can't get in the front door, maybe you go in the back door. If you can't get in the back, maybe you go through the window. If you can't get through the window, maybe you go through the chimney. Somehow you, you find a way to, to, to get in and you, you have to learn to work with the mind rather than against the mind. If you just try to wrestle directly with the mind, yeah, you, you may lose it. You may become a little neurotic and, and um, out, of, out of balance in terms of your psychological ego and in a, a weaker position to actually practice. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have a strong psychological ego, you're in a better position to just to, to dis, dismantle the, the, the metaphysical ego. So sadhana is, is an art and, and we, we, we need a coach, we need guidance. Um, we need to recognize our limitations, our level of our adhikar. Uh, if we don't understand the level of our eligibility, we try to apply ourselves in ways that are beyond our eligibility to practice. And so that, that, that is unbecoming and it doesn't beget our practice. So, uh, you know, to be members of the Chaitanya Sampradaya, to be sadhakas that's a it's a it's a glorious thing um and um and, and the fact that it's gradual our progress and so forth uh, that that shouldn't uh deter us or discourage us if we understand what a great course we've embarked upon just to be on the path at all is extraordinary and uh something to celebrate about and so forth um you know, we see our shortcomings in a healthy way. We, we, um, are humbled by them and, 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 and to be 
humbled by our recognized uh, shortcomings in a healthy way means that we are humbled by our shortcomings, recognize them, and we are thereby inspired to practice more, given that despite our shortcomings, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, the name has not left him. Wow, he's still he's still there. The beads have not walked off on me. They're still there, right? Um, the name stays with us, even though we have, as Mahaprabhu says, I have distractions and I have no attractions. Still, the name is staying with me. So we are humbled by our shortcomings, and and. In light of them, the fact that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or the, or the holy name is still, the dispensation is still uh, making itself available to us. Hmm? So again, we're, we're inspired. So this is, this is, this is an art. And I guess a lot of devotees, um, don't understand. It can't be comfortable with where they're at. Hmm? And the fact that they can't apply themselves to certain practices at this time. If they apply themselves to what they, what they can practice at this time sincerely, then they'll feel enthused. Um, we have to be very careful. It's a very fine line because you, you can't, uh, I'm not saying, well, here are my shorts coming. This is all I can do. You know, if I could do more later on, well, I guess I'll know about it or something like that. So you, you, you can't use this as an excuse to, to, to not practice, um, just to be slack and so forth, but to, to be comfortable with the fact that I'm on this level. Hmm, I'm a, a, to be accepted at some level. Hmm, one of, one of, one of Prabhupada's God brothers, Shooter Marsh, his God brothers, Shooter Marsh once said something. And so I think he's an example of a Kanishtadikari. And when that devotee heard that, he thought, oh, Siddharmarsh has considered me a Kanishtadikari. Oh, how fortunate I am. You know, he's given me, he's recognized that I have Adhikar for Bhakti. He was inspired. Uh, so again, if you understand that path, to be anywhere on it, it is auspicious. We're not envious of those that are further along. We're happy for them and, and seek their association. Um, in a healthy way, we, we lament our own uh, position healthy in, in the sense that, well, it's a healthy way that we've become inspired to, to practice on the level that we can. Hmm. Um, this is, again, this is, it's, it, it, it's an, it's an art. Hmm. It's just, uh, sadhana. It's like we're working to attain perfection. So, um, and working with, you know, with, with the, with the mind instead of, uh, against the mind. You gotta gradually harness it and so forth. So, uh, otherwise, uh, the fifth dimension, you know, that it said that there are four dimensions of consciousness, uh, uh, the waking state, uh, swapna, dream, dream state, when the physical, uh, world influence is diminished and the mental uh, influence 
over consciousness is prominent. Then there's deep sleep when even the mind term turns off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Turiya, the fourth. It's just called the fourth. What can you say about it? It's beyond the waking state, beyond the dreaming state, beyond deep sleep, the fourth. Of course, that's Murti. This is by Kuntha. Mm-hmm. There is something you can say about it from the Vaishnava point of view. But the fifth dimension, if you will, that is mentioned in Gopal Tapani, Turiyatita Gopala. So the fifth dimension means beyond Vaikuntha, Goloka. Mm-hmm. And there you can hear the fifth note of Krishna's flute, which is prominent. Another question? Much I had a short follow-up. Uh, that mental image of somebody going into the house of bhakti through the chimney is really humorous for me. It's like my cartoonist mind immediately gets activated. But I was just wondering if you could give like an actual practical example of what that could mean in like a sadhaka slide. What does it mean to, you know, go in in an unconventional route, basically? Well, um I don't necessarily mean in an unconventional route. I just <laughs> mean that some somehow or other, um, um, Rupa Goswami makes a statement somehow or other to fix your mind on Krishna. Um, well, so if you want to use it, as, as, and I guess the analogy does, um, is brings up an uncon- the image of an unconventional route. Um, the Bhagavatam says um, in the seventh canto, that um, by enmity, by um, anger, by uh, relationship, like by by karma, uh, somehow or other, examples are there. Kamsa, uh, Shishupal, enmity, Kamsa, fear. They fix their minds on Krishna. So I was saying earlier, Better to fix your mind on Krishna in a negative way. Better in a positive way, but a negative way, you're better than not at all. So Bhagavatam says that, that, that Sishupal achieved perfection by fixing his mind in enmity upon Krishna. The gopis, by lust, or, you know, kama, appears to be lust, somehow or other. Um, so, I, I think in, in particular, like, uh, uh, uh Paul comes a very unconventional route. <laughs> now that, that's not something, you know, for, for a sadhaka to do. But as far as sadhakas go, then, um, you know, you have to, you, you find a way, um, I mean, again, I'm just talking about the fact that you need to, uh, work with the mind. The mind, you know, you want to take a vacation, you want to go, Relax somewhere, you know, travel. So travel to the Dom, you know, you're not supposed to go there to relax and vacation, but you know, might as well go there and relax and vacation there than, than, than somewhere else. And certainly you'll be reminded of your purpose, uh, ultimate purpose and, and so on and so forth. Uh, um, so, and uh, bhakti is very broad in a sense and very generous. I mean, you think about Krishna, you can pray to Krishna, you can chant about Krishna, you can just hear about Krishna, uh, you can eat food offered to Krishna, you can pay respect. There's so many ways that you can apply yourself. Hmm? If you have a trouble in one way, 
if you're chanting Japa and you can't follow, put down the beach, pick up the cartels, chant like that for for half an hour, somehow or other. Uh, that's kind of the 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 spirit of of what I'm talking about. I'd like to see that cartoon though. <laughs> yeah, I'll start working on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's see. Next question is from Gayatri. Yeah, Krishna. So, good morning. My, good morning. My question is about the, the phrase and or title eternal spiritual mastery. I don't understand what that looks like since we haven't always been intentionally applying ourselves to the practice so what does it mean by eternal spiritual master have, have we always had one guru and in different shapes like I, I just can't wrap my head around this if you can please explain one thing about eternal when we say that uh um bhakti is eternal um it doesn't mean it doesn't have it doesn't have a beginning in your life. Hmm? Eternality in 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 uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism is very peculiar because even in the Leela, new things are happening. Hmm? Krishna is seen as new hmm? at every moment, hmm? so it's not a static kind of uh, eternity. New people are showing up. There's room for. It, 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 Krishna is celebrating his own nature and so forth. And, um, and as he celebrates it through another devotee who has become perfect, then other sides of Krishna that are there always are now coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, it's a very dynamic type of eternity. Um, not a static idea of eternity. I've written a little bit about this in, in my forthcoming book. It's a very interesting subject. So, um, but, but the idea of the eternal, uh, that the, the guru is eternal, there's a number of ways to think about that. I mentioned this the other week or so, a couple of weeks back perhaps, but, um, one of the ways in which we, uh, use the term eternal spiritual master is to differentiate um, ourselves from Advaita Vedanta, where the guru is um, a um, an aid that's done away with when you've accomplished what the aid uh, uh, what the aid's purpose was. And what to speak of Krishna, even Bhagwan is done away with. You might worship the deity to to get beyond the deity, to become the deity, and so forth. So, unlike we're unlike that. There, the deity is provisional. There, the, the guru is provisional. Um, it they're part of the Vyavaharic um, empiric realm, and in the Paramarthic, they're not there. So it's not like that. So, in one sense, if over different lifetimes you've had different gurus, let's say, they're all going to be there. 
So who has ever been your guru uh, in the real sense of the term in different lifetimes? They're all going to be there. That's one way to look at it. And another way to look at it, of course, is the guru is Krishna. The guru is a representative of Krishna. So Krishna is there. And what, what, what you're getting through the guru is what, what is, is what, what Krishna's like. Uh, and as you come to realize that fully, uh, of course, then the guru is also there as a devotee. So we know that the guru represents Krishna, but he's also as a service to Krishna. So then the more, more we churn this idea of the eternal guru, then, um, then um, the guru, there will be, or there, let's say, how we say, so the guru, we have a relationship with a, with a guru, with a Vaishnava who's a guru, hmm? in the spiritual world, in his group, hmm? Hmm? something like that. Um, um so that's a more uh refined way of, of looking about at that or um you know you you, you take um and, and i should mention because well in our group we we have the influence of, of madhurya rasa to pujapad Maharaj and sakya rasa to to prabhupada and so forth um so so we think well uh well, I want Guru Maharaj to be, you know, I want to be in his group, but, but he likes the Sakurasa. I have affinity uh, for Madhurya Rasa, so do I have to get a Madhurya Rasa guru or am I going to be in his group? And of course, the answer to that is no. That Once that was, some people were promoting that. Hmm. Prabhupada and Sakurasa, if you want Madhurya Rasa, you have to go here or there. And I, I presented that to Puri Marsh. So to see what he said, I, I didn't agree with it. And he, did, he he chuckled. He said, Prabhu, you know, you have a guru in Sakharas, and you think you've got a problem, and then you've got a problem. He can arrange everything and so forth. And a great example of that is there in our Sampradaya that um, uh, Shamananda Prabhu was a disciple of, of um, Kridai Chaitanya, who was a disciple of uh, um, Guridas Pandit, who was incarnation of Subal in Gorlila. So his disciple was Sri Dachitanya, and Sri Dachitanya initiated um, to what he became known as Shamananda. But Shamananda got, uh, was uh, attracted, and, and this is a Sakurasa lineage. Subal is in Sakurasa, Sri Dachitanya was in Sakurasa. And, but Shamananda became attracted to, um, Madhurya Rasa. But, uh, Rilajitana remained his eternal guru in the Leela as well. So, um, these two, of course, are very compatible. No problem there. Uh, there's a nice verse from Rupa Goswami, um, and Vishnu Chakrataka says, this verse, Rupa Manjari is speaking, to inspire another young gopi hmm, 
who's Assad and the Siddha, entering the Leela to have, have regard for Subal. Hmm. It's a very famous, famous verse. So anyway, just as a, a small point here, um, with regard to this more uh, refined idea of the eternal guru, right? That, that now, now we asked Sridhar Maharaj about this after Prabhupada left, right? He gave the broad answer. Guru is representative of Krishna. So, you know, many different uh, uh, packages that will appear in uh, and so forth. Uh, but then he could see that we wanted a little something more. And so he said, uh, um, but uh, if your guru is in Goloka and uh, you know, it said the guru keeps coming back for the disciple. Does he come back? And appreciate him? He said, no, he doesn't have to come back like that. No. Krishna can send someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he said that um, just to well, this is what he said. He said, but if you're praying to the guru that you want him to come back, and he will go to Krishna and say, they want me, they're calling me, they're, you know, they're praying that I would come back in the, in the next life to deliver them. And Krishna said, no, I could send somebody else. He said, no, they want me. And Krishna said, all right, then, then send you. Something like that. So it's whatever you want, right? If you want your guru to be your eternal guru in the fullest sense of the term that I'm speaking of, then that's who will be your guru in the fullest sense of the term. Does that help? Yes, but does that mean that we're taking this this soul, this person, and away from Golok Vrindavan if we're praying to have that guru? Never leaves. No. Never leaves. No, he'll never leave. He'll expand himself. Be in two places at the same time. Wonderful. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Okay. The right. last... Go ahead. Uh, last question is from Kishore Krishna from Madhuban. Good morning. Good morning. Good question. I'm just finding it. Okay. So there's a strong emphasis in society today to not care what others think about us. I understand there is an unhealthy way to care too much what others think about us. But isn't the issue more whose thoughts we care about and why? It seems there is a sacred way to care deeply about what Guru, Krishna, and everything connected to them think about us. I imagine the Vajbasis must be constantly wondering how Krishna experiences them. So I've just been reflecting on this idea of caring what others think about us and wondering if you could share your thoughts on it. Well, I'm going to answer very briefly because we're really out of time. But I mean, I, I, I almost, I, if I understand your question properly, I think that not the healthy way of not caring what other people think about us. There's a healthy way to do this and there's an unhealthy way. I mean, a healthy way for us to not care what other people think about us is to only care what our guru thinks about us. That we should care about. 
what Guru and Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu think about us, that's important. And whatever anybody else thinks, it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, who are they? What are they? A passing bubble on the ocean, you know, of, of, uh, of time. Mm -hmm. We're not here to please anyone uh, uh, other than our, our Guru and Krishna. Mm -hmm. um, we're not here to displease other people <laughs> uh, either, but, but uh, and, and I don't think the two are, you know, mutually exclusive, but there are times when they may be uh, mutually exclusive, when pleasing our guru is going to displease, um, you know, maybe our parents because, you know, they don't want us to go to his ashram for a visit or something, I don't know, whatever, you know, that, then, then you, you know, you have to make the right choice. But you know, lar largely, uh, pleasing the Guru and Krishna should make you a very pleasing person. Um, that's part of sadhana bhakti. Shubhada, one becomes uh, auspicious and uh, likable, and um, and so forth. Um, of course, it's somewhat relative because there's always going to be somebody that doesn't doesn't like you, doesn't care about what you do. But um, we don't need to care about anything else. I don't. If my guru is pleased, then um, then I've, that's who I am. So, um, in a healthy way, from a spiritual point of view, I don't worry about what the world thinks. And you know, obviously, many of the things that we embrace, the ideas and so forth, are not popular with, with the with the materialists and so on and so forth. We don't care for that. Um, so, I don't know if I'm answering your question entirely, but that's what uh, what comes to mind. Does that help? Yes, yes. Thank you. I'll I'll keep reflecting on it too. Maybe something yeah. more will come. It, it 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 also goes with regard to the to the um, nowadays. There's more if you there's more exposure to different sanghas and so forth. And every sangha has a little bit of a different way of doing things and thinking about things. Gurudev said this, my Gurudev said that, looked at it different, all with regard to details and so on and so forth, or nuances on the philosophy. Um, um, it, you know, someone said, that's not the Siddhanta. Someone said, well, this is, you know, we say it like this over here. There are some, you know, uh, differences like this. Um, and it's it, we, we we get I say nowadays because in, when I was young and in Prabhupada's mission there was no other mission his, his mission was so um, was like the sun you know and uh, blinding out any other light on the planet you know even if there, if there was any um, um, so there was no other way to think about it uh, in his absence of the other uh, Lights that became prominent at different times and so forth. So you can see they think about it differently and look at a verse slightly differently, different nuance and emphasis here and there and so on and so forth. You know, it, it, there's an advantage to that and there's a disadvantage to that as well, hmm? to that kind of exposure. And uh, it's an advantage if you're strong enough, healthy enough to be able to digest the uh, differences and understand the relativity of them. And um, and incorporate some of them perhaps into your own being in a healthy way without um, departing from your own uh, 
Kari Bar and so forth. Um, but um, uh, I, I think that it's, uh, it's um, healthy and important also to think that, that um, we think like this and, and we, we don't think there's a problem with that because our guru is such and such and so on and so on and, and, and this is where our conviction lies and you may think like that and that's okay but not to be, not to be bothered by that. I'm not going to be intimidated by what some other sector of Gaudi Vaishnavism thinks. Um, um, just a smaller point, I guess, that uh, might might come up in relation to your to your question. Um, of course, we, we can have two gurus too. That's also a possibility. Um, and I have some disciples who. Uh, who were given Harinam by someone else and I gave them second initiation or even vice versa in a couple of cases. Um, so that'd be a little different. They'll hear a couple of different ways, but then they have to think for themselves about different points. But by and large, anyway, I think, yeah, we don't care what other people think. We care what our Guru Parampara thinks, what our Bhaktivinoda Parivar thinks, what... Uh, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says. All right. Yeah, could I just ask one? Do, should we try, um, as part of sadhana, trying to see ourselves through the eyes of Guru and Krishna? Should we, like, see ourselves that way, think of ourselves yeah. in that way? Yeah, that would be good. Very good. Looks peaceful there at Madhavan. It is, yeah. We got a couple early rains, so things are quite green, but still nice and dry. Wow. All right. Well, nice to talk with all of you. And um, next week I'll be in Chile, so I don't think I'll be in touch. And next week I'll be, after that, I'll be in Brazil. So maybe a couple of weeks before we get back together again. But I look forward to my visit. I look forward to coming back. I look forward to getting together with you. So on. Gaur Bhakti Vrindaki Jai. Gaur Brahmanandi. Shri Guru Maharaj Ki Jai.